Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, I'm finally going to get to chat with somebody, the lovely Ashley, about Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and lots of your feedback too. All that right at this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, the Coffin Coffin, how are you? (laughs) I am fantastic. I'm all turkeyed and Thanksgiving out. I have to yeah. go back to work tomorrow. Oh, wow. But, you know, <laughs> it was a nice holiday. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I had a good one, too. And I also went on a little trip this weekend just to get away for a minute because it was a good time. The family stuff. Love my niece very much. I've had her a lot recently. <laughs> I've had her almost full time lately. And... um uh, having her uh, full time on Thanksgiving week with no school was uh, <laughs> first time I've had like a solid week with no school or anything. I was like, oh goodness, this is this can be challenging. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> it's it's not like it's bad. It's just I'm not used to it. You know what I mean? I have no experience. Yeah. In oh this no, realm. that's real. What did you call it? I laughed. I laughed for like an hour. Oh. Do, uh, <laughs> This may sound offensive to people. If you're offended by this, blame me because I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> I took them to uh, Golden Corral for Thanksgiving, which was, and I, t- I sent a picture to Ashley of like us waiting in line <laughs> at Golden Corral with the, the masses of people waiting outside of Golden Corral. I said, got some real divorced dad energy over here. Going to uh, going to Golden Corral for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny because my, my mom, well, th- this isn't funny. My mom was in the hospital. My... Mm. A brother who is uh, who has a, has a full family that we normally get together with, either on Thanksgiving or before. He was in uh, Kentucky with his wife's side of the family, and so it was literally the only family we had was the three of us. And I was just like, I can't really turn a Thanksgiving make a Thanksgiving happen. So we're doing we're gonna do something else. <laughs> I don't know. You turned it up though. You took him to Atlanta and you took him to That's the Stranger true. Things. Thing? That's all. Yeah. What was it? Uh, not an escape room. It was not an escape room. It, we went to the Stranger Things experience the day before Thanksgiving experience. As, as part of the whatever. And it was, I, I had written them because it sounded like an escape room. Like it's about, they were like, it's about an hour long. It's da, 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 da. You have to like go through this thing. I was like, and I wrote them. I was like, are there puzzles to solve? Is it an escape room? <laughs> like, what is this thing? And they responded like, yes, it's basically an escape room. I was like, oh, cool. Because I love escape rooms. So I was like, you know, she'll get the branding of Stranger Things. My nieces will love that and i will get uh i'll get us an escape room to do there were no puzzles it was just a like it was like a universal studios ride basically oh that's so cool though it was it really was especially like not being at a park and not feeling like i not, I, I it was really high production value all the actors the pictures you sent me like the vecnet looked studio quality it was yeah, great it looks great and in inside the thing they have like these screens that look really real, like they must be 4K, 8K or something. And they have like, like you're in a little lab and there's like demo dogs walking outside the lab eating people. <laughs> and you see them like, it's like frosted glass and you can see them like searching for you, trying to kill you. And, and they keep like breaking the glass and it's coming in on you. you know, it, was, it was, it was intense. Fun. I kept uh, hiding behind Skylar and she kept freaking out like, <laughs> no, no, don't hide behind me. It's very good. Kids first. <laughs> The demo dogs are closer to your size. You got this one. Go for it. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll, I'll get Vecna when he comes around. It's fine. It was fun. It was fun Halloween. Uh, Halloween. I I tried to say say holiday and it came out Halloween. It is a very Halloween 
experiencing yes. like experience thing. It's cool that they were doing it so late into November. Yeah. Well, it's it was huge, and I'm guessing it took a lot of setup. So, like, I think it, they're just running it for a really long time. It's been going for like a month or two now. That's cool. It probably jumps from like city to city. Yeah, I would. I think so. I think so. It probably like runs until it like peters out in one city and then they move it to another one it's it's really good i was impressed i wish they would do that for other things like uh like like i wish universal studios rides were just like jumping around from city to city all the time i would definitely (laughs) go do them like the mummy that's my favorite ride at universal studios (laughs) the mummy mummy. oh my god i love that one it's like a roller coaster inside Oh, I love you the to movie. Universal Studios, the OG one, the not like Islands of Adventure, but Universal Studios. Right, right, right. They, I might be dating myself, but the Mummy ride, if it's still there, lights out. <laughs> well, I'm definitely dating myself. My ride that I love at Universal Studios is Back to the Future. It's and gone, that baby. Gone. It's been gone for like 15 years I now. I like Jaws. Jaws doesn't pop out of the water anymore. <laughs> he doesn't pop out of the water. Then when are you supposed to propose? Never, never allowed anymore. No more weddings. It's over. <laughs> Marriage as an institution is over because the Jaws ride has changed. What a segue, though. Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, huh? He's uh, chocolate covered pretzels in Mallrats. Y'all do. You're right. He is. He yeah. is indeed. <laughs> that is a good. That is not a terrible. Uh, <laughs> so it's a bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I turned it into a bad one by not Rooker, understanding it at fudge. all. Fudge. I didn't mean to say that, but I I stopped my f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. What did you think? I oh god, I love. So there's so many things that directors like James Gunn do that make me love what they're doing from the first second it starts. And Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm christmas song and it like goes back to I, being from philadelphia i had a lot of friends when i was doing acting who lived in new york so circa 2006 to 2008 pretty much every weekend i was going to new york city for a lot of the time and there's just something about that song and and new york is amazing like everything that you see about new york city in movies and especially around christmas sometimes that it does feel that way like new york does have this magnetic energy and especially at christmas um but that song captured like it's like the downside and the upside Mm -hmm. of christmas so perfectly especially with what they're talking about in it and i i don't know it's always been my absolute favorite song so i'm like oh you hooked me right away you hooked me right away with the pogue song and it's not used a lot right right well that was what i stood out to me is I recognize some of those songs, but none of them I could sing along with or could tell you who they were. Oh, the Smashing Pumpkins Christmas song, always on my playlist. He nice. hit all of my, because I have my playlist on Spotify. It's called like a very merry on Christmas. And it's all these very, not anti-Christmas, but fun, you know, classics. But it's a lot of the songs that he played in there because That's it's awesome, just my man. perfect Christmas playlist. And I like that he was like, I'm, you know what? I'm also going to make you sit through two new Two new songs that I've created. Wait, what was the other one? I know that. Was I know the, the first? I mean, well, like the the song that they were all singing at the beginning was obviously not a real Christmas right, song. The band right, for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, you're so talented. Yeah, it was the old ninety sevens. Uh, the band I think were the band in the in the thing, um, which I, I don't really know their music much, but I have mm-hmm. a friend that's a big fan of theirs. 
Jen was like, is that Anthony Rapp? I'm like, really? You're getting rent energy off this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, is, that is not rent energy. No, no, no. He <laughs> did have... Uh, no, wait, I'm thinking of... Yeah, see, I'm getting my Discovery characters confused. You said Anthony Rapp, and I immediately went to... He's on Star Trek Discovery. There's oh. another There's another character on Discovery that kind of looks like that creature <laughs> that was singing the song. So my mind was like really muddled when you sure. said that. Your universe is got... Yeah, a little, little, little <laughs> okay. jumbled. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, lo- I love all the, I loved all the music, and it was none of it was stuff that I really knew well. So I thought that was just a neat thing. I thought that forty five minutes was a good time. It felt like the perfect amount of time, and I love Christmas lights too. There's just something about it that just warms my my evil little heart. Like mm-hmm. oh, that scene where where Peter's looking at all the lights that they lit up, and he has like that childlike wonder. I get yep. it. I feel it. I get it. And Mm -hmm. I thought they really nailed it, like a cute Christmas special. And then getting Kevin Bacon was amazing. And I thought he was great. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is what I said in my instant take. My biggest takeaway was that like that childlike wonder that Chris Pratt displayed is something that Chris Pratt is really good at. He's so good at it. He's so good at it. And it's sort of. There's like four years with no Chris Pratt in our MCU. I kind of like forgot why I loved him, but him being like brooding, you know, guy in the corner one minute and then being just like absolute, like goofy little kid the next is exactly why Chris Pratt is the perfect Star Lord. Like he's so good. He's so charming. So, so charming. (laughs) But and I loved the whole thing. Of course, Mantis is his sister. Yeah. Of course. Right, which I guess we didn't know technically, but it makes absolute sense. Yeah, I think I think he said uh, in the in the movie they said something like she he just picked her up on a planet one day or something like that. But yeah. it makes sense. It just like he was supposed to pick up Quill when he was younger too. Yeah. So and their her humor was great. Like the, they turned the dial up. I love the whole Drax Mantis relationship, mm-hmm. but always Rocket steals it for me because my favorite <laughs> scene was when. They're like, we're not going to hurt you, Kevin Bacon. He's like, that raccoon just talked to me. It's like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, that's that's why Rocket is always going to be my favorite guardian. <laughs> the violent temper on 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 that character. That's what you love in a good character. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. So much Philly presence in this. You know, Kevin Bacon, Bradley Cooper. We can do. Oh, I didn't realize uh, they were all Philly people. Oh yeah. Nice. Represent represent they haven't slapped anyone as far as i know so we get to keep them (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um well uh do you have any other big takeaways or you want to like jump into the yeah let's jump in maybe it'll bring a little bit more back yeah i'm sure it will it always always inspires the conversation a bit uh and uh yeah we got up first we got gregory kaylee one of our patrons says uh guardians of the galaxy holiday special hey matt christmas carol ash the nightmare before christmas coffin and jeff (laughs) randall until next christmas true believers randall Thank you. That was good. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was <laughs> That's a cute. really long intro, but well, well done. Well thought out. <laughs> I bring you tidings of comfort and joy after watching this incredible Marvel special. I like this. There's even Christmas trees all throughout this. I'm, I'm yeah. loving this feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I uh, got little Christmas emojis, Christmas tree emojis. Uh, okay. What a, what a heartwarming, beautiful Christmas show. I loved every moment of it. Christmas is my favorite holiday, and this show will become yearly watching along with Hawkeye. Uh, Let's talk about how Guardians now 
own nowhere. What? Uh, <laughs> they bought it from the collector. Mantis is also a child of Ego and is Peter's sister. Nebula gifted Rocket a Bucky arm. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. Yep. Gotta be a spare, right? I, I, do have some... I had a lot of questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, <laughs> today on Twitter, uh, James Gunn came out and answered that one. Did you, what did did you he see say? That? No. <laughs> Somebody said, James, please explain to us how Nebula uh, got, uh, you know, got Bucky's, Bucky's arm. And he said, clearly she traveled to Earth and ripped it off of him yes. because, she, because she felt such strong Christmas spirit. <laughs> 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 Which, you know, not I canon. I hope Sebastian Sand has something to say about that. Yeah. Oh, me too. That'd be good. They should have tagged him. He could just get another one, though. I feel like it'd be pretty easy. It was the... Was it the new one? Like, that's, I had questions, too. Is that... Was that his new What's Wakanda? It, so his new one's black, right? It yeah, has, this, like, one, this one looked black, so... Ooh. I, I, I guess it's new. I, like, I was thinking maybe it was his old one or something. But yeah, no, it seems like she actually took it off of him, which is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> many questions. Okay, did y'all catch the Eternals Easter egg movie poster for Kingo's Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, 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 I did. On Earth? Yeah, yeah, when they go to Earth, Kingo's movie is showing. My favorite part also is when Mantis sees who she thinks is Captain America. And she's like, Steve! And she did that every reaction. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. That was great. And and somebody pointed out that that kind of shows that they probably hung out with him a little bit after the, the no, battle. Yeah, two, two minutes. And I would have that reaction to seeing him again <laughs> in my well, lifetime. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, sure, maybe. It could be between 30 seconds and a lot of time. Yeah, sure. At least it seems like they had a conversation because she seemed like very familiar. She wasn't like, it's Steve Rogers. It was like, Steve, my buddy. <laughs> it was great. I love the throwback to the I am Groot series and Groot doing art. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And him making art sculptures for each of the Guardians as Christmas presents. <laughs> Craglins was the best. <laughs> it was yes. just the smaller, it was the Russian dolls version. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, looked to me like he didn't know that that's what the actor didn't know that that's what his was going to be because that looked like a genuine laugh to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, I thought they were CGI, so I didn't even know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought the little elements were CGI, but maybe not. They looked claymation to me, hmm. but I don't know. Maybe not. Um, let's see. Mantis' power set looked amazing. Uh, can't wait to see more from her and her back and forth with Drax and going out partying in Hollywood. I'm here for it. Yeah, they really seem to expand her um, power set because previously it seemed like she could just like kind of put you to sleep like she made ego sleep she tried to make thanos sleep but now mm -hmm. she can like give people different intentions and stuff and like have them act a different way completely well she could make everyone laugh and tell their, that's true yeah she could like mess with their emotions yeah see that's what i was i guess i was thinking it was more of a mess like you said messing with the emotions but this seemed like she i mean she tells kevin bacon like act differently like she gives him like uh, instructions you know what i mean that's yeah. a little bit more of a mind control thing than just emotional control which is cool mm -hmm. uh kevin bacon was amazing in this and i love how they acknowledge his role in both footloose and friday the 13th you had to love the friday the 13th night, well right? yeah it's been a long time and bill of even bill and i have brought it up that he doesn't really acknowledge nor talk about that movie in any interviews 
Oh, funny. Yeah, he really doesn't. And that was his first kind of big role. Hmm. This wasn't enough to satisfy me, but it was at least a nod. We're moving towards the right direction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Gregory, Gregory continues about those two movies, Footloose and Friday the 13th. Uh, those are two movies he doesn't talk about, which I did not know. I did not know oh. I should have read the rest of the paragraph before. I yeah, opened yeah it up. no, I didn't. Yeah, didn't either. <laughs> uh, we're all reading it live, folks. Um, especially <laughs> thinking about Bill and Ashley's horror pod uh, <laughs> and how they talk about how he doesn't like to talk about Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, would love since the multiverse saga to somehow have the Guardians of the Galaxy internet interact in another universe with Sub. Sebastian Shaw and be totally confused. Yes. Who's Sebastian Shaw? He was in First Class. He was Kevin Bacon in oh, First Class. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's he right. He was Kevin Bacon and Sebastian Shaw in First Class. <laughs> yeah. So now he's in He's in two, univer- two Marvel <laughs> universes now. One as himself and one as Sebastian Shaw. That's pretty great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, the end credits was cool. I had really hoped uh, for an appearance from Santa, though. <laughs> but Rocket saying they need another special. I'll take one. Also, how about that Christmas song, those aliens song? Amazing. <laughs> anyway, I hope y'all have been good this year. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. I'm trying. I'm trying. He continues, wouldn't want Santa to fire a missile at your toe. (laughs) Uh, Love you 3000. Uh, With Greg power comes Greg responsibility. (laughs) Still still the best sign off in the game, Greg. (laughs) That's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I concur. (laughs) I bet Santa exists in the Marvel Comics universe somewhere. Like I'm sure some Christmas issue has to have had Santa in it. That old Chris Kringle. Mm-hmm. You know what we should really cover for uh, Bingers or something? We should do that Die Hard Santa movie. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's not Die Hard. Santa Slay? Violent Night. It's called Violent Night. Oh, the, the, the David Harbour one? Yeah. That just the one fun. that Bill did the, the interview with him for. Which oh, is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. going to be out soon. He got to interview David Harbour all about that movie. Wow. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Wow. It was perfect. That was so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Unintentional Owen Wilson. I'll make sure we post that interview on the uh, Facebook page when it comes out. He gave us a little insider information that will come out at some point. I think I sent it to you. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Well, yeah, I I I don't think I remember that he was in. He did that interview. That's super cool. I knew he did something big recently, but I couldn't. Oh, he went He's to. He's been a getting opening. a lot of yeah. a lot of interviews recently. That is so cool. Let's all move to LA. Russian, I know, right, Bill? <laughs> Bill you don't listen to this. All right. Up next, we got uh, Brian Kolonowski. Says uh, holiday greetings. I really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas. I keep saying Christmas. It's holiday. He wrote holiday. It's I hard. still almost said Christmas. It's hard. I say Christmas. Yeah, well, it's it's hard not to say Christmas because it was it was a Christmas special. They said Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays for those who get mad about that. Right, <laughs> but it's a Christmas special. Right, I don't mind a Happy Holidays, but the whole point of the thing was that Quill wanted a Christmas, so it's fine if it's a Christmas special in my mind because it's specifically Quill's Christmas. 
Getting back to what Brian uh, was saying, I really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Other than one major reveal, Mantis and Quill being related, which makes perfect sense considering Ego's literal and figurative seed planting around the universe in Volume 2, there wasn't much to it, but that was fine. Uh, It was fun and light, and that was needed, considering how downbeat most of Phase 4 was, either by design for... Um, example, DS Mom, or by circumstances, the effect of Chadwick's death on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But it got me thinking about Phase 5. I find it interesting that for theatrical releases, Phase 5 is starting with the two most lighthearted franchises within the MCU, Ant-Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy. While I know Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 would have started Phase 4, if not uh, for Disney's brief firing of gun. Man, that's so crazy that would have started Phase 4. Gah! <laughs> such a long time ago. Uh, this does seem intentional. Like, bad things will happen in both that will really set the stakes for Phase 5 and 6. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, love you all. 3,000. Happy holidays. And as the I don't know what Christmas is song says, I hope Santa doesn't leave dung in your socks this year. Brian. <laughs> uh, I really, I feel like this really is going to be like one of those watch every year. And it, like some of this stuff will become like, we're all going to start saying like, I hope Santa doesn't leave dung in your socks this year. <laughs> like that's like, it just has so many classic little Christmas things. That's that song. Like I want to learn it and play it. Like it's so good. The little, the, uh, I don't know. I don't- I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. Like, it's, it's so catchy, man. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a week, and I'm still, like, humming it over here. <laughs> Love that. So good. It's just such a classic joke. It's the kind of joke that will live in infamy in a Christmas special. You know, like, you're going to watch it every mm-hmm. year and go, like, that's such a silly joke. The aliens don't know what Christmas is. And they just get sillier and sillier with the mistakes. It's, it's, and he's, it and, is a weird <sighs> thing to try to explain to an alien. <laughs> it really is. Like, especially if you meet me, I'm going to, like, well, let's start with the pagans. And, like, talk about <laughs> how bringing a Christmas tree into your house is witchcraft. So, if you do that, you're a witch. Just let's start there. So, I'm not the one to explain it to the aliens because I'll just confuse them. But, I mean, like... Like, imagine any, any version of it is difficult to try to explain. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's, well, I think it, it, because it's so mixed with like different traditions and pagan and witchcraft and like solstice and all this stuff is all mixed together to be like <laughs> Christmas. And they're like, nope, it's Jesus's birthday. He right. said so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a July. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he had her witch. The stars wouldn't have looked that way in December, but oh, okay. But it's okay. We'll go with Fine. it. Uh, Jesus's birthday, and we kind of just collapse all of that into that one holiday. That makes it really freaking confusing. Like none How of this. How do you explain it? But what holiday does make sense? Like you explain I mean, it like I, you'd explain it to a child, right? But Easter. Easter's much worse. <laughs> right. Easter's much worse. I mean, a bunny that brings eggs. Because of the death and resurrection of your Lord. Like, it's it's just weird. Like, it just, Steep. it's like a fever dream thing. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> and quarters and those little plastic eggs dug up in the ground. Like, I, I kind of see yeah. digging I, and birth and resurrection and all pitter-pattered through it, but I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's strange. It's strange. I prefer Christmas and the lights. <laughs> yeah, 
I like the lights. Brian's saying here, uh, this is the beginning of phase five. This is technically the beginning of phase five. Mm-hmm. So what do we think about this kind of like lighthearted direction he's talking about here? Will these movies, Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, both are going to deal with heavier things. It seems like Ant-Man's really have to make some hard decisions uh, mm-hmm. facing off with Kang. That's going to be a big deal anyway. Just the introduction of like the Conqueror. I feel like we'll need to have some major negatives. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost someone in that movie. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, and it's like, we've lost Gamora and I feel mm-hmm. like we can't have a guardians movie without her. So she's definitely coming back. But yeah. what's that? You know, we know that this is James Gunn's last movie directing the guardians, which doesn't mean that the guardians are gone from the universe moving forward. It's just his last directorial mm-hmm. movie. So what are we going to leave that on? I, I don't see it being such a dark tone. So maybe that yeah. will go over to Ant-Man and something more sad will happen over there. You know, it's funny. We, we talked a lot about um, how Love and Thunder following up DS Mom was kind of weird because they're so similar. Like they or they should have been so similar, I guess, mm-hmm. is kind of what we were contending. Like they were both really dark stories with some really dark imagery. Uh, we but but a lot of it got cut. And we, we kind of talked about that because it's probably be, partially because they were like, We just did the darkest MCU movie ever. We don't want to like one up it right away. Like missed opportunity. Definitely know how you feel. But it feels weird that, that now we're getting Ant-Man and Guardians, those are the two lightest-hearted things, and they're both going to deal with heavier themes. One has Kang, which I think is going to make that one heavy, and Mm -hmm. one is dealing with the grief over Gamora. And in this, we got a little bit of it. I think just just seeing him, seeing that he's had a little time to brood and grieve, and then... Now he has a sister. Yeah, he has a sister. (laughs) You said that, and I almost got emotional. That scene where he he gets so... He's just so good. He's so good. It's the best Christmas gift ever. She's so (laughs) nervous that he's going to think negatively about it because, you know, ego is such a hard subject for him. But then he just says, this is the best Christmas present I could ever have. It just, it's so Peter Quill, and I love mm-hmm. it. I am so, I have not been this excited for Guardians, and now I'm really freaking excited for Guardians. Me too. And it's basically, like, the the life of Quill has, like, been infused back into me, and I'm, I'm <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, this was my favorite. I love Rocket. Rocket's always been a favorite. Um, Just the way he's mm-hmm. written, and the way Bradley Cooper voices him, it's so perfect. He's just a little Philly raccoon. Of my of my heart and my dreams, and he says everything that I feel like. I'm like, if I was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would be Rocket. You know, <laughs> absolutely. You'd be a rabid little. Uh, little it was creature the same way, sure. like when I was doing theater in school, and both Aladdin and The Lion King. They're like, you're Zazu, and you're the other bird. That was my role. <laughs> and I was like, what are you guys trying to say? <laughs> but then always Sunny came out in the way that they kept calling Dia Bird. I'm like, is this like a Philly thing? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> is this a Philly thing? <laughs> Iago. That was it. Iago. Oh, I was Zazu yeah, and yeah. Iago in 11th, huh. 11th grade and 12th grade. The place where the Lion That's King funny. and then Aladdin. And they were like, I was like, I feel like I'm a Jasmine. And they're like, we're really <laughs> sensing an, an Iago or whatever. This is starting to sound a little like an origin story, yeah. Ashley. This is starting to sound like, like there was a time. There was a time when Ashley had hope in her heart. She was like, I was a ja- I think I'm a Jasmine. I, I'm pretty sure I'm a Nala, yeah, I'm you guys. I'm hitting those Nala notes in the Can You Feel the Love Tonight song. And I was really, really feeling myself. And they're like, 
Yeah, well, you know that Zazo coconut song? That's you, girl. Get in your lane. I was like, cool. So I learned to be funny. <laughs> funny, and then it gave, it gave you a bit of a dark edge, that heartbreak of losing those, uh, losing those rolls. I've got the bunch of coconuts. <laughs> I still remember it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, up next, we have Christian McMullen says, Hello, MCU cast. You hero holiday Christmas elves. Okay, I am loving all of these holiday intros yeah. from everybody. Please keep that up through the season. <laughs> I'm living for it. I really it's love amazing. how much you like Christmas, Ashley. I don't know that I realize that. I really do like Christmas. Yeah. I'm very... Uh, I'm very a Krampus over Santa Claus kind of girl. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But I love the solstice. I love everything about, you know, welcoming back the light. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to give back. Christian says, uh, I've been listening to you guys for many years. I've gone back and listened to the very first Guardians cast. So this feels quite full circle. Yeah, it's true. Guardians was our first uh, first episode. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, how far you've come uh, adding heroes along the way <laughs> Ashley and more uh, anyway I'll keep this brief I loved 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 the Guardians holiday special it is the soon to be Christmas spirit coming down the track hitting the <laughs> right beats only the way James Gunn can do yes however does Kevin Bacon cause a plot hole that could unravel the MCU? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> <laughs> they spelled that out. Good, good job, Christian. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sebastian Shaw, X-Men First Class. There it is again. It is again. Yeah, people, people noticing. Um, when mutants eventually get into the verse, will the multiverse fold in upon itself and implode? See, that's why you create a multiverse saga uh, in the middle of your storyline so that everything is fixable. Yeah, for sure. Fixed. Fixed. Except for bringing Black Widow back. Other than that, everything can be fixed, apparently. <laughs> I want her back so bad. Christian continues, thoughts or am I overthinking it? Love you all more than a blow-up little man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Moops of Leeds, North England. P.S. Uh, my 11-year-old daughter, Freya, now loves your cast, especially Ashley, bringing the ladies' perspective. So I have to give a shout out to her, too. Love you all, 3,000. Hey, Freya. That's so awesome. I mean, 11. Yeah, 11, and she's a fan of you. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Raise your daughters right, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome, though. Hi, Freya. Love yeah, your name, girl. That's super cool. Super, super cool. Um, as for the whole, a lot of people have this question. Uh, we've, we've gotten it a bunch of times. We're like, this actor played this and this, and now they're going to be this and this. Like, multiverse. Multiverse solved it is, all. Solves it all. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that they're the same. Just like two people in opposite universes can be different people, like the Spider-Mens. Uh, I, I think uh, it's the same thing with uh, the opposite direction. Like, you can have the different characters be the same person in different universes, like Ralph Boner. It was a very clever thing to just throw in the middle there, the whole multiverse saga, to be like, fixed it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this is what they do in the comics, themselves. too. Yeah. This is like, this is old hat for Marvel and DC. They both do this, like, let's just have a multiverse uh, event of some sort that, like, <laughs> we can start over. <laughs> so, like, you know, how would we sell comics? Let's kill Captain America. Six <laughs> months. He's back. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> do you remember how big a deal it was when they killed Superman, though? Spoiler alert. Yeah, it was the first and the second time, and then the third. <laughs> but I remember in in Civil War when they killed off Cap, and they were like, "This mm-hmm. is absolutely it." It wasn't. They're like the Rolling Stones. They're like, "We're done. No more tours." And then you're like, "Hey." <laughs> I, I just have to tell you, Ashley, though, the Rolling Stones are real people. So when oh. they're gone, <laughs> rock stars. You, know. you should know. Yeah, right. They should live forever. Keith Davis is going to live forever. He's going to outlive me. He's going to outlive you. <laughs> yeah, probably, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> he's, he's, lived, he's lived, uh, lived hard, but man, it doesn't seem to be uh, slowing him down. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, up next, we have Matthew Davis. Uh, says, holiday greetings, pandas. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I had a double dose of Marvel television. One was the Marvel Challenge episode of Lego Masters, ooh, uh, where they had to recreate a memorable scene from the movies. Thankfully, none of the scenes uh, to select was the final Avengers Assemble scene uh, (laughs) against Thanos in Endgame. It's a fun show to watch if you haven't seen it. I would do Captain Carter getting cut in half by Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness. That would be my Legos. Wow. Wow. You really... (laughs) That is so on brand. Which <laughs> really, Legos. lots of blood Legos, just lots of It'd red. It'd be super easy, just the one in the back, like, ah, sideways. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty easy. It's like a shield, a top of a little guy, and a bottom just of a little guy. Just one standing there, like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that show is cool. Uh, I believe that's the one that... Um, that guy hosts the guy who played Batman in the Lego Batman movie <laughs> that I'm not oh, remembering his name right now. Arnett, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Um, he play. He's like the host of it and like watches them make all the whatever. It's very. It's pretty pretty neat. I know him from Arrested Development. Same. <laughs> that show didn't have the biggest listenership, but it was such a cult. That's following. just amazing. It's yeah. so 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 good. good. Man, did I uh, did I tell you we talked about it on the podcast? But I don't. I'm not sure if you were here. There was an episode. I watched a um, little documentary about the making of. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a YouTube channel I've been following called Shit Show <laughs> on YouTube, and uh, it's like why a certain thing was a crazy thing to make, like how they had all the production problems and stuff. And they mm-hmm. did one about Arrested Development, and like some of the stuff is just kind of crazy the way they had to make the show. And like one of the things that they, uh, they outlined was the reason they, the Russo brothers, they brought them in was cause they basically like said they gave them these like very strict ways to work and how they wanted to, they like needed certain production elements basically to keep on budget with that show. Yeah. Cause it was just a, such a bigger expansive thing and shooting single camera instead of, you know, multi-camera sitcom thing. Um, they were trying to find a cheap way to do single camera. And like they came in with like a pitch that was just like how to do a single camera. Yeah. 
and it's just like the, the the way they think and the way they problem solve and and I think of all the stuff that they've done like community their episodes of Community where yep. they do all this crazy stuff for a really small budget and then of course in game and Infinity War and all this Marvel well, that was stuff like, it's like so, um, Winter Soldier they were like we're gonna use as little CGI as possible you know the end there's not sure. much you can do but they they really came in hard and they showed who they were as directors and it's just fun to see their growth and being yeah. in so many things that I've always enjoyed. Yeah, it was just interesting to hear because I feel like Marvel, the way Marvel works with directors is sort of a top-down approach to some degree. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did such a good job with all the things that they've done and the way that they came in as like, that's sort of like company men, I guess. Like they're coming in to do a job with very specific like rules behind it. And they were like, we can make that happen. You know, yeah, and they, and they do, do great it. work. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's, something, there's something to be said for that. that they're not the tours necessarily. They're like the guys who are like... Where they get okay. it done, guys. Yeah, yeah. And that's so important on mm-hmm. these projects that are so expansive and big. Uh, okay. Uh, continuing with Matthew's feedback. Uh, but first, there was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, stories with Christmas and other holiday themes have long been a staple in comics. This special presentation... I love that opening bit. <laughs> so many people have written that in. It's so fun. So good. And so um, many people probably really didn't know that song. It's not a known song. No, it does yeah. have a slur in there that is not really allowed to be used nowadays. Oh, wow. No, I didn't yeah. catch it. I'm assuming uh, they, could, they edited around it. No. Well, they just didn't play it. He says, the special presentation, I love that opening bit, makes for a great companion piece to last year's Hawkeye. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Best thing this accomplishes is that it shortens the MCU's degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes, it is a major thing. No, that's so true. Kevin now Bacon. Three, it needs to be three degrees of Kevin Bacon. Try oh to my that, goodness. That's the new game. It can't be six anymore. It's too no, easy. No, it can't. It, dude, six is now far too easy. That is crazy. I hadn't thought about that, but th- that feels almost deliberate on James Gunn's part. Like I'm about to like rock the world of six it. degrees of Kevin Bacon uh, because. Like, and I love that he had his yeah. wife calling him throughout it. Like Kira, his yeah. phone was working in space. Yeah, he's like, "How do I get?" Reception we put these here? Um, satellites up there. <laughs> <laughs> get anything within a hundred light years or whatever. It's hilarious. Uh, it's really good. Uh, actually, the best thing is that, like Charlie Brown, it shows what the holidays are all about. It's not the lights, the food, or the presidents, although Rocket might argue that. <laughs> it's too. family. Uh, whether it's by blood or by choice, coming together for each other. Peter saw his found family, went to great lengths to cheer him up. Finding out Mantis is his sister was a bonus. I just hope that somehow Peter also got a Kevin Bacon movie collection that includes his greatest movie of all time, Tremors. Tremors! <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Me too. I love Tremors. And then I thought, Stampede. Uh, <laughs> And how the heck did she get that arm anyway, Matthew Davis? <laughs> it is a burning question. I mean, it is. Bucky better have some answers when we yeah, get man. to uh, the next Captain America movie, which I just am assuming he's going to be in. Oh, no, he's going to be in Thunderbolts next, right? Uh, yes. I hope so. I'm assuming. Uh, we, we don't really know, I guess. I don't think he's I been love announced. but 
to throw fake information out there on my platform. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> I don't know that he's been announced, but it's a Captain America movie, and he is currently still Captain America's sidekick, so I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think he'd show up again. Man, there's that's, that's all the feedback. I think this was such a cool thing that Marvel did here. Uh, I mean, just doing a holiday special in general. Like, we had a Hawkeye last year, but this is like just a different kind of thing. It's just so short. It's something you can throw on when your family's over or something and just enjoy for 45 minutes and the kids yeah. can sit down and watch whatever. Over like, and over great. again. And it's not yeah. going to drive you crazy. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. the music's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, when Drax flips that cop car and she's like, Drax, we're not allowed to kill anybody. I was like, I love this. <laughs> little scenes, little things coming back to me in flashes. <laughs> yep. I, the Drax and Mantis relationship was really fun. And like, I don't recall Mantis being so forceful in the previous uh, times we've seen her, but the, well, she's so like, these are the only people she has had to learn from now that she's living with them. Right. So they're the right. major influences on her life. <laughs> but I like how, how like, I don't know if forceful she was with Drax and this. She's just like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it was funny. I think uh, Matthew Fox and I, when we were talking about house and the dragon, there's, we were talking about the one daughter attacking the one son. I'm like, well, that's Damon's daughter. Of course she's going to, go after that little kid tooth and nail and, and knife. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you're brought up with, the, you know, your, your people are pretty much rock and tracks and quill, sad quill. Yeah. <laughs> and group. Well, but I thought she, she operated like as a moral voice though. Like she wasn't like being led astray by the guardian's gruffness, but she was like, well, really was a little bit there. Maybe. <laughs> she Maybe, but she's like really, uh, she's like kind of keeping Drax on a leash a little bit. And like, I just thought in the other times we've seen her, she's been so, so sort of soft and demure as a, like not very uh, loud and her just like standing up to Drax in those moments. It showed that they yeah. like gotten comfortable with each other and that she can, she can stand up to him when she yeah. needs to. I love that Drax still didn't dance. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Dude. Oh my gosh, this is a good way to end the podcast, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff Randall, when we first started this podcast, I was Star-Lord and he was Drax. Like That was the, sort of like one of the things we did for a long time. We were trying to lose weight and I was trying to get into Star-Lord shape and he was trying to get into Drax shape. And uh, we were like, losing weight and working out and all this stuff. He was trying to build these really swole like shoulders or whatever, because <laughs> that's what Jeff do. Um <laughs> But uh, that reminded me so much when when uh, when she ran off and started dancing, and he was like, "No, only pathetic people dance." And he went to the bar and just started drinking. I was like, "That was us at Dragon Con, and Jeff it was Drax." Real, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us were Mantis. <laughs> yes, exactly. We were out there being as pathetic as possible, dancing like crazy, and Jeff was at, was sitting sitting, uh, you know, making friends at the table. Like he's just doing his thing, like making friends and doing shots. And it was it it so we reminded me of that. Back every twenty five. Yeah, every every few minutes, like what's going on, Jeff? You over? You doing a, you doing okay over here? And he's like, Yes. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> back to the dance floor back to be pathetic again that cracked me up because it was yeah. just like a direct reference to Jeff well, if we were in the MCU we would be the Guardians <laughs> we're not yeah, Avengers yeah. material <laughs> no 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 we're, we are not I'm very much a nebula <laughs> her dancing at the end like Karen Gillan yeah. crushes nebula and just even the little uh, she's doing these Annie Lennox 
moves at the end. And I was just like, I love you so much. I love everything yep. you're doing. And I see you. I see what yep. you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. The little dance moves were so good. <sighs> yeah, I just, this really built out uh, the world. And I thought that Cra we haven't really seen much of Craglin and Nebula sort of as part of the group. And I thought they fit in really well. Yeah. And sort of establishes this idea that, and Cosmo too. Aww. Cosmo so cute. So cute. Like this sort of establishes the idea, you know, the Guardians don't have to stay the same group forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we know that we're, uh, I know that Drax, um, Batista has said he's not coming back unless Gunn comes back. Makes me nervous. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, like we might, we might lose him or any of the guardians in this next installment, e either, either lose their characters or, you know, lose them as part of the guardians for whatever reason. And like, it kind of gave me hope that they could continue to pass the baton and like, you know, if say Nebula and Kraglin stick around, but we replace a couple of the originals and, you know, keep Groot around because he's CGI and yeah. can stay forever. <laughs> um, man, it just, it, it also gave me a lot, uh, you know, uh, did you hear that apparently this was the first thing I saw an interview with uh, Kevin Feige saying that this was the first thing they conceived for Disney plus. Really? Yeah. I remember which, it being one of the first things they announced. Right. Right. And it makes a lot of sense because what probably happened is Disney was like, Hey, we're starting this thing called Disney plus creators. How can you create something for us? And James Gunn was like, well, you know, I'm going to be on the set of guardians. I can just like turn the camera around and shoot a different way for a few days. And we got a whole special, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like, they're like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're like, no, never mind. Hey, you went to work for DC. Get him back. Oh, and now he's gonna go uh, challenge, be a real challenger to them with him I'm running DC. So here for that, do it. We I'm lose excited. nothing as fans if absolutely the stuff coming out from both sides is quality. Absolutely, and the two the the two things James Gunn has touched over there have been gold, Just yes. absolute gold. Yeah, keep it up. I'm here for it too. I am absolutely here for it. And then we might actually get like Marvel versus DC. Like if they're on talking yeah. terms and everybody's no. getting along. James Gunn said that. <laughs> James Gunn like apparently said that at some point. Like he was like, yeah, I've, I've still been trying to convince Kevin to do a Marvel versus DC thing. Oh my which, God. Like, that was what there was this uh, like three comic line that was Marvel versus DC. And I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. It was like Catwoman oh, yeah. versus Electro, Wolverine versus Lobo, Thor yep. versus Superman. It was so cool. Mm hmm. And then they did the Amalgam or uh, Amalgam, Amalgam comics. I always called them Amalgam when I was a kid because I didn't Amalgam. know the word. Whoa, Black Betty, Amalgam. <laughs> no, they did a multiverse thing where the multi, you know, just like they do with these multiverse crossovers where they crash into each other. And mm -hmm. they did a series, I think they were called Amalgam Comics. Okay. Uh, and it, it replaced Marvel and DC for a few months of comic books. Wow. And it did like Dark Claw was a character that was Wolverine and Batman fused together. Oh, that sounds a little familiar now. Yeah. And I think uh, Superman and Thor were fused together. So like Superman with like lightning That's powers. too and, powerful. And so they <laughs> gave like just like an issue, a couple issues of each of those. And then, and then like they split back apart or whatever. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. It was neat. And I would, I'd be here for that. There's something like that, you know? Do it. <sighs> uh, yeah. And I trust James Gunn to like get DC in a place where they're like legitimate rivals and possible partners for Marvel to do something like that. Like I didn't trust them, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll because see. I still, I still don't know how he is as an executive, you know, like he may, yeah. he's a great creator. I don't know what it'll be like as an executive. 
let's see all right well guys uh thank you for hanging out with us we'll be back soon you got anything you want to tell the people about over on uh bill and ashley's terror theater you can catch us at bill and ashley's terror theater our latest episode is a thanksgiving back themed episode for blood rage which is a lesser known movie i hadn't actually seen it so it was a lot of fun for me and it is crazy but it is in the spirit of thanksgiving which there are very few horror movies about so uh check it out yeah that's awesome that's awesome uh definitely i'm sure you're gonna do something good for christmas too right oh we have a lineup yeah we have quite the lineup I love it. Uh, yeah, check out Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, everybody, and all the podcasts you can find over at strandedpanda.com. Uh, we'll be back soon, guys. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic High Level Podcast. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.